Miss Romy, it's time for us to set sail. Oh my gosh, already? Well, okay, Miss Blossom. Let's go. We're gonna talk shit. Romy. Blossom. Hello. Hello. It's been such a long time since I've seen you. It's been a long time. I mean, only a week ago, right? When our last episode came out. Yeah, just a week since our last episode. Yes. Um, TV land time. Yeah. Our last episode of Talk Ship Get Hip. Welcome to our podcast, the only love boat review show out there led by two gorgeous trans femmes. Yeah, the only love boat review podcast with us the only one that you are listening to actively at this moment right right unless you have two sets of airpods and you're streaming two different love boat podcast review shows out there one for yourself and one for your child Mm. on the way the bun in the oven or your inner child or your inner child no, it has actually been a hot minute. Um, it's been a minute because I am browless. I am a browless bitch as well now. Oh my god, I know it's so fierce though. Like you should like do a little something. I don't know how well the camera is getting this, but right, yeah, a bleached and for those brow listening, is everything. Um, I have blonde eyebrows now. Yeah, there. So it's been a time's worth amount to the point where I don't have eyebrows, which. She's come back from a week of not being on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, you know, blonde brows and a new lease on life, having been cleansed, having been uh, liberated of your brow pigment. Yes. It's cool. It looks sick. It's fabulous. Thank you. Um, what have you been up to <laughs> since I last seen you? Let's check in. Oh, oh my gosh. We unload our cargo at, at up top. Yes. Um, what do you have to check in with me about? Oh, gosh. Um there's been a lot going on been quite busy as what i you know as i said last time however um i'm preparing for the one true holiday i like to try and have an easter bash because like people always are like why easter like easter is it's a brilliant holiday to get to enjoy because you have an aesthetic theme that's very well defined nothing really makes like a lot of sense thematically with like the chicks and I mean like there's the religious aspect of it which is fun but the secular Easter is where it really gets wild because it's just all chicks and eggs and I saw this horrifying video on Twitter this week of a horse eating a baby chick like alive like there's just a bunch of chicks and the horse is just like brr and it like I don't know it kind of made me think of Easter so I'm trying to get ready for my Easter party and um, I've been enjoying working on music and working a lot during the daytime and working on pieces that I am working on. You were the one who went on quite an adventure. I'm just like here tooling around with all my usual nonsense. Tell me about your excursion. My excursions, yes. Um, I'm going to try to block mental image of 
that equestrian nightmare in my head. I did not know that that okay. was in their diet. I thought they were vegetarians. Me so too. lately, That's I've been so sad. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I, I didn't prepare you for this, but lately, I've been seeing a lot of disturbing animal videos, kind of forced upon me. You just go on TikTok or Twitter, and it's like right there. And so, just a bunch of chickens just like jimking around, and then this horse just just like boo, 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 like sniffing around and just like completely out of nowhere you don't expect it at all no bounce about it's just like burp, just eats the terrible little, it's horrible and then the mama chicken goes like burp. oh it's awful that's the sound only a mama chicken can make when she witnesses that uh yeah. yes my physical excursions i did physically leave our realm um our portland drag scene i did enter other drag scenes as a spectator in some places i went a little further north up to our sister city of sorts of seattle and i saw a drag show there it was cute yeah um how yeah how was your your toss salads and scrambled eggs at your seattle drag show Uh uh-huh um no it was fun i uh got to meet some some performers some queens that i have been internet friends with a little bit cute um I didn't perform, you know, or I wasn't in drag. So it's a different vibe. But I think people can tell, like, even when you make eye contact with a performer and you as a performer in the audience, and I feel like sometimes there's an energy that radiates. Oh, girl, it's the no eyebrows. <laughs> no, I had That's eyebrows. That's how you know. I still had eyebrows by then. Oh, okay. Well, this... either way, there's also an energy that radiates. But when you don't have brows, that also screams, like, yes. that you're out of drag. Well, I, I have famously have the drag fade that you have given me when I come get my hair done <laughs> from you. Um, even though I don't really wear lace front wigs that much, but Do I those... am getting into those more. Right. I don't know if anyone unindoctrinated to this little piece of... of drag behind the scenes is listening but just to explain it's for uh we kind of take our hair you know you don't want your real hairline to get in the way of your hairline so you do a little a little undercut moment just to get anything out of the way that would want to peek out preemptively of course right and i i like that look for day day daytime realness too um but yeah i did i did see drag there and then i made my way to the east coast for like a hot second but I don't know. I'm happy to be home. I am a Sagittarius, so I do love my adventure, but um, it was a lot of adventure. I need to be home in order to continue my adventures. So Exactly. Um, not much else to report, but I don't know. I'm just so, we're so busy. We're so excited. We're, we're always thinking about what's next. We have, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I still have a long distance iron in the fire. That's going a lot. Um, I'm getting along with all of my exes except the one I used to be married to the one who hopefully doesn't exist anymore and or some I mean I mean I don't know hopefully with any luck but anyway we're we're like there's there's been a lot going on in that way and we usually spill personal tea so I'll offer a little bit in the cargo on loading or whatever i've still got this i've still got this this long distance thing going and you know it's just i honestly think that the format it would be lovely to spend more time together but the format of like just texting is kind of lit i'm almost kind of here for it there's something amazing about the, the distance absolutely yeah um no i love the real time report backs of of romy's a field research, aka or, or Romy's, you know, cruises and adventures, aka just 
dating in in real life. Cruise irons and the cruise fire, darling. Yes. I feel like, I don't know, that deserves its own episode. Like, have we expounded upon your your fabulous aspect of your identity as a divorcee, as the most chicest. Oh my God. I don't know if we have even jumped into that, if you would want to, but we could dedicate a whole episode to that even if you wanted to. I bet well, there are divorced people in the show that we review um, right. constantly. In this episode, even today, that we are going to review, there are divorced people, yes. people with divorced experience. Yes. <laughs> um, so if you ever wanted to, but yeah, I mean, this is this is a space for us to to do it all or to share nothing also i mean yeah we don't have to share anything but you know i was under the impression it was part of the segment i think um i think that yeah having been married i completely agree it does make you more interesting um and (laughs) i think that we're i mean i don't know i think that we're at a point now where it's it's cool to have had like a couple marriages even why not it's kind of fabulous you could like you know, Liza it a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. Marriage. And each wedding ceremony can get like more camp because mm-hmm. you're not taking it quite as seriously each time. So you can have like Janice Dickinson for her fourth marriage had like a Valentine's Day themed wedding and everything was hearts and it was like Amazing. so yeah, it's everything. And that that marriage only lasted like a few months. So, I mean, not even for the next Valentine's Day. Exactly, not even to the next Valentine's Day, which is a serve in and of itself. Frankly, I think that we should all embrace the serve that is divorce. Thank you. No, I love it. I mean, I have. I'm inspired by divorce. I have done a drag number inspired by divorce. I mean, I've. I have a divorce in my family. Divorce runs. It's genetic. Uh, No, but. Uh, yeah, there is something very chic. I mean, uh, there's something always chic about like you know taking bits and pieces of like hard experiences and making them fabulous and making them work for you and like embracing them, right? Yeah, like in the beginning of Hedwig and like the opening scene when she gets back to the dressing room and she's like, you know, the divorcee with the mean look. She, I thought, you know, this lady wants a piece from me. I didn't have anything in my hands. I was gonna, you know, go for the eyes. That part, like. I thought about who is that lady because they never mentioned her. They kind of did like a Maris Frazier thing to tie back to Seattle and they don't they don't show this character, the old gag. And now I think about it, I'm like, what if I'm her? You are her. In another universe. And I was at the beginning of Hedwig and yeah. I love that. Right. The multiverse of Romy Roman. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, amazing. Well, speaking of divorce, <laughs> we have a we have a few or at least one divorcee represented in this lovely episode of the hit smash TV show The Love Boat that we will be reviewing today. Season one, episode three. Season love episode season one, episode three. Season I love, love season love. Season love. I mean, everybody say season love. <laughs> um season one, episode three of the show that, you know. I was just watching this, not to get on too much of a digression again, but how about how the cruise industry like sweeps human disappearances under the rug and how sometimes how there's like a clause where if you sign up to be like on a cruise, they can use you as like fuel for the cruise ship and like you already signed up for it. And it's all hush hush, like your identity's wiped after the cruise for all for all they say, for all like I don't know, Festival Cruise Line has to say about it. You were never even a person who existed or boarded that ship. 
Anyway. Your loved ones are like, I, I dropped them off at the cruise. Yeah. They, where are they? And the show that we're in, exactly. And they, they were, I don't know, sold for fingers or something. And so, or used for fuel in the ship. And so it really makes you think about how shows specifically like the one that we're reviewing uh, enabled the cruise industry to commit these crimes. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it really makes you think. You would never get that from watching such a happy, happy show. Um, and you won't get that fact from watching any other Love Boat podcast. Yeah. I mean, yes. Did the Love Boat, Love Boat, the Love Boat, <laughs> that's when they go up to, okay, never mind. Um, that's the Alaskan cruise, darling. <laughs> yeah. Did they set the ground for that? Or is this more speaking to like, there was some capitalist corruption of the cruise industry as with many industry, right. I guess maybe the cruise industry has been corrupted capitalistically since the beginning yeah. but that sounds like not my love boat yeah <laughs> not my ss specific princess exactly um anyways episode three episode three we have a title here x plus y that's ex plus y some clever wordplay graham and kelly golden agers that is the trifecta of titles for this episode remember yes each episode has three stories exactly it's a triptych format mm -hmm. love that and yeah i liked most of them we have kind of an age play going on with the storylines here we have x plus y which is about like a mid-age couple right who are what is mid-age i mean that depends X's. on what yeah it depends mm -hmm. if you adjust for back in the time i mean you know because like Life, expect life, life expectancy, expectancy yeah. was different. Yeah. Who knows what people's ages were. And also right. there's kind of like a, a factor because we associate oldness or dowdiness with like certain time periods and certain things. Right. You know, and we have Graham and Kelly, um, who are 12 year olds. Yeah. That's yeah. So there is a, a, a youth story in the triptych going on that's all about young love first love the awkward like making a funny voice if you've got butterflies for someone and i don't know i had really like to be completely honest i really could have done without this entire segment it's cute and all but like i don't know what, what did you think i just i i had too much issue with the fact that they were children they look like the same person they were just both out there serving pippy long stockings but without the long stockings Right, it speaks to the audience at the time, and maybe or maybe less so nowadays of who is watching The Love Boat when it was airing. Right, it's probably families watching the show at home after dinner together. So but were they? This show was so steamy. I don't know. I mean, I, there were parts of this young love, um, you know, coming of age story that was cute. It was like, oh yeah, that's that's cute. Romance of different flavors of varieties but yeah I'm, I'm not here to watch 12 year olds flirt with each other although it's cute to see I guess them puppy love yeah. yeah there was like a running gag with like doing a weird Igor from Frankenstein voice like yes professor the actors were wonderful I it mean was cute. Uh, Graham who's playing a young boy is Scott Bayo. right that's um, true a, young, a very young Scott Bayo. right Bayo? I forgot about the Bayo. yeah Bayo. It's a lot of vowels at the end. Bayo. Um, and then the third storyline represents the other end of the life spectrum. Uh, the Golden Agers. Yeah, which is, is uh, apparently all about being completely insane. Well, it's uh, the Golden Agers is the name of a retired 
retirement, a group of folks from a retirement home. They have a chaperone with them who in this episode is our lovely cruise director, Julie's love interest. We get a little bit of Julie um, spotlight in this episode. Right. Julie is basically vying against all of these senior aged people, mature people to, uh, you know, for the attention of this man. And I guess that the thing is that comes out to the resolution is they're just like, oh, we never, we're not allowed to do anything. Like they um, electrocute us with shock treatment when we try and go outside after eight o'clock. If we asked for uh, like ketchup with our food, um, they put us in like one of those weird medieval stretcher things. No. So that's why they're so that's why they're just like popping off. Like these old people are going crazy. They're playing bagpipes. They're pouring vodka into their clam chowder. She that that was another elder lady who wasn't part of that <laughs> retirement home. And also they did not reference those things. They the golden ages they are very cool. I, I the vibe I was getting more so was that they were like cool beatniks that were now in a retirement home together. I don't think it was referenced any elder violence. Um although that is our Romy. But speaking of Scott Bayo and who was the other famed people of this episode, you clocked um Terry Larson, who is played by Loretta Swit. She right. is one of the exes in that first episode we talked, or the first part. You clocked her for a mesh. Yeah, any fan of like 70s and 80s TV maybe wouldn't know her as Margaret Houlihan, Hot Lips Houlihan from MASH. She was like the, you know, the lusty blonde bombshell. And she's fabulous in this episode. She was definitely like, she and the looks, which of course we'll get into that she showcased in her character, were far and away my favorite part of this episode. Very fun. And her hair. It's so platinum. You don't really see ashy blondes that much at that time. Like you did, but it was a different look. Fabulous. Yeah, beautiful. And you also clocked her ex-husband, who is a central character in the show, who I did not... He's a big one, too. It's Robert Reed playing a character named Barney Mason, who is the the father in the Brady Bunch. Father Brady. Uh-huh. Dad Brady. What was his first name? Bradson Brady. No, he was, no, he was, um, you know, he was wanting to be, his whole story is that he wanted to be like a real dramatic actor and apparently complained about like how weird and scary the like family TV cheese sitcom lines that he had to do on Brady Bunch were, but... I don't know. That's and the. You also informed story. me that he was queer. He was queer. He was queer, and um, yeah, he was probably one of the first celebrities who. I mean, probably not one of the first, but one of you know more prominent, a, like, more prominent figure name. from that time, a household name, someone from a family show, who um, you know was victim to the AIDS crisis mm-hmm. and was kind of subsequently outed sort of which was something that was happening but that's part of his you know that's part of our history yeah so shout out to robert reed and that part of queer history in american cinema absolutely rest his soul we still enjoy you now robert reed your curls were perfect in this episode yes they were his character though we'll get into it but so that's kind of the foreground that's the the up top summarization of the episode and i it was a fun episode uh um yeah so i i feel like we can jump a little bit more into the x's of it all uh i was going to say father brady and mash lady um yeah they kind of start off the the episode but the big thing here i mean uh, the big juicy moment is that you know they're they're trying to tolerate each other they're 
surprised to see each other on this cruise. It, it can be jarring probably to see your ex-spouse on a cruise when you are with your new respective partners. Um, and they have a, a moment with each other. They're, they're trying to go to the jackpot bingo, honey. Uh, we did not see which drag queen was hosting the jackpot bingo on the cruise, but I hope that she's there and hope she's getting paid well. Um, it was John Ritter's character from the last episode. <laughs> but um, they, yeah, they were really turning the house down. Boots, the, the ship down, sunk that night. But I think that uh, they're really contentious in the beginning, the exes. And right. that's the whole thing. They're doing that trope of like, we hate each other. And so it's like that 70s kind of like TV banter where it's like, oh, take a hike. And it's like, you take a hike off of a boat or something. Totally. It's, very, like, it's, it's all of those colloquialisms. Yeah. That was something we talked about in the last episode, I believe. is like archaic, outdated language, I believe. Um, Terry. The- Terry, the lady who poured... Um, who poured Jägermeister? No, that's that's Miss Kitty. <laughs> oh, Miss Kitty! How could I forget Miss Terry? Kitty? Terry had a dig at her ex-husband, Terry, and yeah. she said, "If you had any character, you would leave this cruise." And I, that's kind of a fun phrase that you don't hear. If you if you had any character, if you had a sliver of character, you would do what's right. And also, how is he supposed to leave the cruise? What do you do in well, that situation? There's what if a dark you're... implication there. As oh yeah, no, learned. that's that's true. But so while as fuel for yes. the boat. Well, maybe. Um, but while their respective new partners go to Jackpot Bingo to try to win the $1,000 prize, which back then in 1977 was, according to inflation and price yeah. changes, was how much, Romy? Um, enough. And in, in today's time? In today's time. How much was $1,000 in 1977? I don't know. Probably like, I don't know, enough to get a, a ride on the trolley and a, a piece <laughs> of pie. A piece of mincemeat pie and perhaps a caricature of yourself drawn at the, at the, uh, at the, the pier. pier. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Well, anywho, their, their new booze are going to jackpot bingo. Meanwhile, the exes are in the hotel or in the cruise room, excuse me. And, you know, we're noticing some eye catches and some catching of the eyes like, oh, you're wearing that suit I, I bought you. Oh, you're wearing that perfume, the Chanel right. Number no. Five. The Shalimar of the it Shalimar, all. The Shalimar, the Chanel. Yeah, and then there, there's a. Oh, would you mind zipping me up, ex-husband? I just need a zip. Right. And then, then there and is then full on. And one thing leads to another, mm-hmm. and they both succumb to the classic allure of the ex syndrome. And then it's weird because then afterward they're like, back to fighting. Back to fighting. Mm-hmm. But then there's this weird kind of confession that only really happens on one side with one couple where it's like, remember how you told me that I should really settle things? Well, I just think you're great. Like, Yes, there's, so they have a moment of, of, of intimacy again as exes and neither of them tell their new partners on the cruise. It's kind of Terry Im- kind of It's kind of implied that she does in that like. But there's no, exp- yeah. No, but it's not really. Terry has a wonderful heart wrenching line. Kind of, I thought it was very dramatic. The underscoring music is fabulous. She says, "It's a shame. What we got that's good is real good, and what we got that's bad is real rotten." Oh my god! I know. I know. That line was. A dinner fork in the heart. Really good. And her yeah. performance is great. I mean, she's she's misty. 
you know, she's lit perfectly. She's serving. The music is really swelling. She had a full, you know, daytime. Well, it was evening. It was prime time, I guess, when it was airing. But yeah. TV drama moment. Yeah. Yeah. So good storyline. I mean, we, we kind of we, we resonated. We, we can see bits and pieces. Everyone, you know, you can always find something in the love boat. Um, but this episode especially, they're, they're, it's fiery. Um, let's switch over to Miss Julie, our girl Julie. She... She had her own love interest this episode. Good for her. She got to be a little horny on Maine. No, she she was. She was, you know, they really went heavy handed with the representation on it, too. He was cute. He had, you know. You liked him. Yeah. Uh, they're, go, they're really going for it. Julie's love interest this episode. His name is Mr. Right. Um, right. Can't go wrong with a Mr. Right. No, I guess you can't. And she's, and I guess that the running gag is they never get to hang out. She's supposed to like kind of. You know, he's had a long day entertaining the old people who are playing bagpipes and like having a party at all times. And he gets back and she's like, let's have a drink. Let's talk. Let's finally have some time to ourselves. And he passes out immediately, which is relatable for like all of us. You have definitely done that when I've brought you over to oh, my home. Oh my God, every time. When you are get done working like a 12 hour shift at a salon where you've been up on your feet for like, yeah, 10 hours. And then mm. I try to ask you to come over to do something with me. Oh no, we have so have fun. We do. I love when people fall asleep. Yeah, it just means means I feel really safe with you at your house. So safe that I can just, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they have a cute, a little romp. Um, You know, that's the thing is Julie even calls themselves two boats passing in the night. Two cruise ships waving at each other, missing the iceberg. And at the end of the episode, they're just like, okay, I'll see you later. Or I'll see you never, really. But um, they still have a good time. They're aware of it. That's what you have to be aware of on the love boat is that your love is leading. Yeah. Two icebergs bumping purses in the night. Oh, my goodness me. Oh, no. The sapphic retelling of the Titanic (laughs) tragedy. Um, Well, there's not much to say about the third storyline. It was fine. But what we can touch on is who you were trying to clock. She was older, but she was not part of the retirement home. (laughs) She was just her own lady on the... She was the grandmother of the... Of Scott Baio, who right. is his his storyline is is this cute puppy love, but we were more interested in Miss Kitty. Miss uh, Kitty was everything. Miss Kitty Pierkel, Pierkel was her last name. Mm. Um, we inter- we get introduced to her when she orders what you called an Irish car bomb, which I thought was just like some kind of Jaeger bomber. I don't know. I I've never really ordered a lot of those drinks where someone drops a shot glass in your no, beer. No, I kind of haven't either because they're really messy. It was one of the drinks where, yeah, she gets the, it's the shot glass wholly dropped in the beer and mm-hmm. she drinks it. And then she has a scene where she pours it into her soup and then she like mainlines it. And then... I'm sorry. I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm getting liberal with my retellings. But she literally does. She she car bombs it, which is already like kind of an intense, weird, cursed combination mixture. And then she puts that in her soup, and she starts just eating the soup. The soup was creamy. We had to assume it was clam chowder. It it had to have curdled. It was definitely clam chowder. And when someone tries to take it away, she lets out the most guttural noise. (laughs) And it's like, hey, I'm still eating that or drinking it. Yeah. Drink, at that point, it looked it. like something. The the the, the uh, texture was rather viscous. Yeah, she was like, "Eh, that's my Kalmado breakfast." <laughs> I was hoping you would remake the noise. I don't know why I tried to make it. She made the noise that that chicken made when the horse <laughs> ate her chick, darling. She was like, "Bah!" 
It was kind of the same thing. It could have been the same sample. It could have been. Um, we will get a soundboard eventually, but for now we have Romy. Um, a few vaporwave guttural screeches to hit. Right. You know. But we loved her. Um, she was serving looks. She was drinking the her drink while playing cards with the kids, which was cute. She was giving the fun, the fun auntie, the fun grandma that you would want to be at on the cruise with you. Yeah. She was um, always looking for beverages. You were like 70s colloquialisms, hooch. I had to tell you hooch was was booze. That was something people used to say, like, where's the hooch? Yeah, she said that like yeah. in the first two minutes of the episode. Right. Um, good for her. Identify the source. Um, Find your dealer. That's mainly the summary of the episode. Recommend. It's a great one. Um, so good. Let's take a little break before we jump into the looks. Sounds fabulous. And we're back. We are. That was a lovely commercial break from our sponsor. Who was our sponsor again this time? Uh, Nutella, but they mm. changed their branding. It's Doritos Nutella now. Doritos and Nutella finally partnered up, which is funny because I'm really looking forward to the Nutella Doritos Taco. Like, because one Doritos Locos Taco could kill a Victorian child <laughs> or adult. <laughs> And so, Even just the explanation which, le- which of it. yeah, which gives me great expectations for the Nutella Doritos Locos Tacos. So thank you to our sponsors. We, we love you, love you <laughs> deeply. I love company. <laughs> I was thank you for the clarification. I was wondering if it was Nutella flavored Dorito or if it was Dorito flavored Nutella. Yeah, well, the sponsor uh, wasn't very clear to me that we did. exactly. I know it's weird. I was like, "How do you get Nutella dust? It's so creamy. Mm-hmm. How do you make Nutella in dust form?" But you know, mad gay geniuses and the mad gay food dust labs are just crazy. Yeah, I found myself people were really hyping up one of my like guilty pleasure trash junk food things is like Pringles and oh, I love really Pringles. all Pringles are the same but they just have like different dust on them and everyone was telling me to try the scorching sour cream or like burning sour cream or whatever <laughs> and something about the dust made me sneeze uncontrollably every time I tried to eat one it was crazy you couldn't I even fully, get it in your mouth I mean I could but I would start sneezing wow yeah. it wouldn't stay in your mouth I mean, yeah. Your body was rejecting it. I was trying to hold it in as my body was trying to shoot it through my nose, but still really an experience. Wow. I love Pringles. I love the original. I love an original potato chip that is... Salt and potato flavored. Salt and potato flavored. I love it too. Or even things that are like salt flavored or like salt and vinegar. That is nice, but sometimes that's too much for me. Yeah. Salt is a great flavor on it in and of itself. Just an original flavor. So if something is if something is flavored original, I'm probably gonna like it. I think. Do you like plain M and M's? They're really good. Opposed to like honestly, a peanut? as opposed to peanut or peanut butter or whatever other weird ones they did. Mm. Yes, I like those. Yeah, I like this one. Um, okay, well, it's time for our hit smash segment. I mean, truly one of our favorite segments <laughs> because we get to judge, we get to look, we get to look at the fashions. That's what. That's what the show is really for. It's it's the segment that we really look forward to. It's it's the main point. It's the it's the looks. And especially in this episode, the fashion was really used to enhance the storyline, even from the very first one that we're going to be reviewing, which is a look here with Terry and her boo. And her boo is wearing Terry cloth. I love this Terry on Terry double entendre. But the fashion in this episode, I think, was really used to enhance like motives and plot points and little 
comedic moments. For example, we have Terry in this beautiful blue riding hood moment, um, that kind of like mesh moment, um, ties at the neck, uh, mid thigh length, but she uses it to hide from her ex-spouse when she sees him. She, she throws it over her head and puts some glasses on. And it's so fabulous because it has a hood and yet it's sheer. I didn't know the combination or the idea, the thought to combine like sheer fabric with a hood had even been conceived at this time. And it's electric. The whole the monochromaticism of the look, I just, I mean, I don't know how you could not clink it. I'm sure Absolute there's someone clink. who would try. Someone who hates blue. Mm. Not our friend and local community star. And star beyond community, Katya, our, our blue queen. I'm sure she would clink both of these blue looks. Yeah. Um, matching blue mules and her boo in a lighter blue Blautfit. Oh, oh <laughs> I know. Outfit. I love the Blautfit. Um, but yeah, clinks all around and a great way to start off the episode for Miss Terry. Absolutely. Giving nautical mage. Nautical mage. Mm. Hydromancy, if you will. Hydromancy. Hmm. Um, clinks. Okay, we have Miss Kitty in her first look here. What do you oh think? Oh my gosh. I... Miss Kitty is serving oversized pearls. She's serving a strong pattern. Uh, she's TikToks. She's serving. She's breasting boobily, <laughs> as they say on Twitter. She's fabulous. She's pouring, you know, mezcal into her into milkshakes. her soup, into her milkshakes, into her split pea soup. She, um, you know, she's. She's she enjoying is the moment. Her, yeah, she's enjoying her cruise, and she's abandoning her grandson for long lengths of time to drink Clamato, and uh, I don't know. I mean, clearly she's living a colorful existence. Who knows what else she's got going on? I'm sure there's some... She's got a side hustler, too. She seems to definitely permeate, like, hustling energy. She's probably, like, you know helping the people on the ferry to decide which passengers to compost into fuel in exchange for some hooch to pour into her chowder because that's her game. And that's the power of fashion. It, right? can, it can teach you that. So it's a clink? Um, I mean, of course. Okay. Honestly, I think that like the archetype of like this lady with the bouffant and pearls and the mug laid and everything is... It really was done the best at this time. And a lot of times you see things from like the 90s or the 80s that are kind of this mean, cruel, garish characterization of that. That's kind of like, I don't know, people just getting out how much they hated their aunt or their grandma or something. But this was the archetype of that. And it's honestly a serve. I don't know what's wrong with having fun. What's wrong with pouring um, Everclear in front of children into your porridge in front of children? On the love boat, nothing. Um, well, certainly not in 1977. Yeah, it's a, it's a great look. It's a great, you know, I love to see what outfit the characters are introduced in because I feel like that sets a lot for, you know, a first impression, maybe a little hint at what their personality's like. We have her in bold, fiery, scarlet, red, crimson energy, and she's a firecracker. So She's a, she is a, fire, she's a hot ticket. Hot ticket. It's a clink. Mm-hmm. Clink. Um, okay, we have 
I don't think they're introduction introductory looks with each other, but um, certainly some moments to be looking at here in this shot. Or I mean, this. what's the diagram with the body language that you do? That's got like the kind of dot that they did with Will and Jada at the Oscars or something. I mean, this is he's just fully open. I mean, it's I like the shirt a lot with that little little pocket the shirt is really cute julie's bathing suit is really cute we don't often see her like enjoying she's cruise director you know so she's usually directing the fun but she's having a little fun here herself um this is like the day that they met i believe and they have just fallen head over heels for each other but it's very cute i love an open back one piece bathing suit i know and just in like just in black it's so nice so chic i just found a yellow polka dot one piece open back at a thrift store Amazing! I'm excited to wear her. Oh my god, I know. I'm so looking forward to like... I want to go swimming. I know, I want to too. I had actually like, I was supposed to go to this party last night and I had packed a bathing suit. This like little breen aquage fantasy, of course, with like one strap and very 80s, very strong with the pattern. And I was very like excited to wear it. Anyway, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I digress. It will though. The season is uh, hypothetically upon us. Yes, and breen for those listening slash watching is blue green blue green yeah in in my dumb language green Ooh. my favorite color and our beautiful in our that's canon in the love in the talk ship get hip universe exactly um but yeah clinks all around it's this episode we have lots of sportswear lots of sporty resort crew i mean okay yes every single episode there is but i feel like especially emphasized in this um in the vibes of the looks of this episode some some hits in the casual kelly but chic absolutely where clink clink on both parts clinkage clinkage we're being very nice um okay we have miss kitty in another moment (laughs) (laughs) i love how there were so miss kitty focused she really kind of was the breakout star of this um she's giving i mean i don't know i love the color of course but um I'm not sure if I really love like this cut of blouses. They have they're very beachy though, so it is kind of fun. But what is the hat? The hat is Kentucky Derby. The hat is fully Kentucky Derby. It is it is quite dissonant. It really yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Love you, Miss Kitty, but I'm not sure that I'm like getting the combination of the ensemble. No. No. It's giving like Prince, no, it's giving. You uttered queen some of, names of it's giving some queen, people. Queen of England walk of shame. It's like if uh-huh. the queen, because like she would always be monochromatic. This is like if Queen of England was like you know. Yes, when we watched the episode together, you name dropped a few people. Did it's, I? it's giving. It's, it's a She's little pedestrian. Giving, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a it's a scene. Oh, I I remember now who I name dropped. Yes, we are sinking this. We are sinking this. It's giving first time in drag. It's. <laughs> It's giving beloved, uh, locally tolerated legacy icon. Clink. Or sink. 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 Clink. Sink. Sink. Song. It's a sink. Um, all right. Miss Terry. She is here for the first night of dinner on the love boat on the Pacific Princess. She's with her boo. She's already spotted her, her ex. She wants to show up and show out, and honey, she did. This was far and away my favorite look of the episode. Wow. The pant. You were gasping at the pant. We I were was both gasping kind at the pant. I, mean, it's, I was panting at the pant. She's truly a vision here. It, everything. 
you use the word robin's egg i, I think it's a I very know robin's accurate. egg yeah mm-hmm. she was flagging robin's egg mm-hmm. fabulous um crisscross halter with that kind of blends him seamlessly into the pant it's a total total clink um truly giving um okay we just cannot escape miss kitty Um, oh here she is again miss kitty back for her third round (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember if it's her last but um love i mean she busts out an opera glass come on now a little opera glasses i love her i yeah miss kitty with the little opera glasses this textile this pattern this print i know it makes me so sad to think that there's no possibility that this person is still alive because I would love to ask her about what it was like to play this character Mm -hmm. and whether or not she had conceived a backstory or was given a backstory for Miss Kitty. What made her like this? She's so fun. She's kind of brassy, but she's more polished than just brassy. She's not a full-on Clarla. She's like a Clarlage. Clarlage. Have we even, I don't even. We haven't even explained or unpacked Clarla. Clarla is like one of my characters. She's kind of like a scary South Floridian anti-vaxxer mom lady who's like kind of based on tan mom. And like one of my, one of my family members by marriage who no longer is in the mix. Yeah, everything. So anyway, but she's kind of giving that. She's giving like scary river rat lady, but she's cruise river rat lady. She's on the ship. Amazing. Amazing. She's drinking um, top shelf spiked clam chowder. I cannot believe you called our Miss Kitty a river rat. I'm sorry. She's, I mean, I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean it in like a cool way. Like a, totally. You know, like. She's a river kitty. Yeah, she's a river kitty. Um, sure. I mean, uh, it's uh, what did we like? We clinked that one. Yes. Clink. Yeah. Yeah, we clinked it. Okay. Um, might as well show off the the young Scott Bayo and the other girl. Um, we didn't care too much about this storyline, but no, I didn't care. sure, it was cute. I mean, it's it's giving very nice twelve year old fashion. Let's just sink it because they're children. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm I. I mean, like, I was getting confused. I mean, this was giving the same character. It's giving mirror match. The shags are great. The shags are great. I mean, I do enjoy. There's a lot. There's a lot with. I, I I study the haircuts and I study this shag and it's really interesting. I feel like I still don't have a grasp on it, but it's all it's it's all the like a different riff on the same haircut. Right. It, yeah. Th- these looks did prompt you to ask the question: Did children in this era have parents? No, they absolutely didn't, because you never see them. Yeah, and we don't see either of their parents. We see Miss Scott Bale's grand, uh, yeah, his grandma, Miss Kitty, is passed out at the chowder bar. Yeah. I'm, so, I keep doing this too because I couldn't believe that she poured alcohol in her soup and drink. I mean, I know that was like a weird '70s TV gag, but what? It's it's confusing. Absolutely, your confusion is founded. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna clink the little girlies look. I'm gonna sink the the boys' Easter's be- Easter best. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. It's giving. Boys, Scott Bayo is definitely giving church. Yeah. I don't like suits that don't match. I mean, I guess yeah. they don't always have to be matchy matchy, no. but a white pant and like a dark suit jacket, I don't know about that. With what is it, like a brown belt? I don't know. Especially since we see in the love boat so many stunning, like matching two, three, four piece suits. Beautiful menswear. Beautiful menswear. No excuse. So, clink the young Bayo. 
but we can er, sorry we I still don't him. I still get the segment sink words sink like, clunk darling it's hard I know it is um okay Miss Julie Miss Julie is coming through with her her capelets her again with the capelets <laughs> her first of two tonight but we see her in some almost every episode for her formal wear um I know I hate that I'm getting tired of the silhouette for her because I really loved it at first I know this one is stunning though we have this like beautiful chiffon off the shoulder or on the shoulder <laughs> moment and this kind of bustier like corset like top um but there's still some flow to it beautiful it's cute i love the color palette she loves the floral in this episode we also get to peek a little into julie's really cute apartment room Mm -hmm. i mean as one of the four or five core staff members of the love boat they get their own they have quarters yes quarters and it's so cute there's flowers there's blossoms everywhere she does yeah so cute um so yeah we clink she looks stunning um great motion you know when you're cruise directing and you're strutting down the halls you want something that flows behind you i guess and i mean i love this pose so much that's that's a little lean over yeah fabulous um well let's just get into her second one as well Uh, florals it's kind of it's she has a she has a silhouette she has a she's kind yeah she's kind of giving repeat it with different colors and stuff which is cool i mean I think at that time, too, that was considered such a serve because it meant that you could go in and be like, I'll have this in every color. Mm. It was like a it was like conspicuous wealth wearing or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's great. I mean, florals. We love florals. Florals. She's, it's, it's very vernal, very just youthful. Julie's character is very, you know, she's effervescent. She's kind of sometimes too optimistic and bright-eyed bushy-tailed sometimes to her own detriment right but um this is you know a very good embodiment of how her her attire speaks to her character which i love absolutely fashion should tell a story and it does yeah she's kind of breezy she's kind of go with the flow but she still cares yes Mm -hmm. yeah um so i have to clink it as well i mean I know. I it's, can't. I'm not contractually clink it. obligated to clink every floral thing I see. I know, and I still love her hair, even though it's still been the same this whole time. Yeah, Mr. Wright. I mean, he looks fine. He looks like he's at the Republican National Convention. I don't know. <laughs> he, yeah, he he looks like he's in your grinder DMs, being like, "I'm in town on business." Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna sink it. I'm gonna sink it too. I don't know if I like him with a young, beautiful flower girl next to you you're gonna need to step it up mr Wright. yeah you look like you're giving... running for pta treasurer yeah okay okay uh i don't oh. know pta treasurer that doesn't make any sense bringing to the stage oh my PTA god my treasurer. favorite the golden agers yeah we have to shout out the the lovely retirement home that mr Wright is chaperoning what time of the day was this supposed to be because they're you know? like they're fully in drag they're like trashed and they have brought with them not only bagpipes but i want to say there's more instruments back there i want to say one of them was clapping a cymbal perhaps yes, uh-huh. classic someone, noise maker someone had a little kazoo like thing in their yeah. mouth yeah or perhaps those oh hello or perhaps those like what are those things called that you spin and they just make that clanking crackle noise uh-huh exactly that yes the fashions what do we think i mean the star here is mr mr jonathan S- davis of corn amazing um is that what 
He no, like, no. Jonathan Davis him, just but... did a thing where he played the bagpipes oh, sometimes. Okay, but maybe um, he was inspired by this episode of The Love Boat. Oh my gosh, yes, invent invented bagpipes. Actually, mm-hmm. King. Um, the I like the neck scarf. That's great. A lot, and the frames. I don't know. They're probably having a great time, and maybe they are. Yeah, just like a bunch of like crazed queer beatniks who are out there. Just I don't know taking mescaline or whatever fare was available at the time mm-hmm. yeah i love yellow plaid yellow yeah. flannel it reminds me of clueless of course um great tie i love everyone's hats i love a hat give me a hat yeah yeah hats are i mean this lady like to the left miss blue lady yeah this mm-hmm. is kind of giving it's cute. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a collective clink for the Golden Ages. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. <laughs> we just Kitty can't escape. We like her. This is the beer soup. Yes. She makes, I guess it's like Clamato. Because isn't Clamato just beer and clam chowder mixed together? Probably not. But... No, Clamato, <laughs> you have the auto in there. So there's tomato. Yeah. And I believe oh, that's true. clam juice. Oh, uh, yeah. It's clam the, juice It's a purified chowder. Yeah. And, but here she's, I mean, she's full on nautical. I this know. is the full fantasy. She's giving us, uh, what is that one musical? Uh, <laughs> Call of the Wild. No, the one that's, uh, they landed on Plymouth Rock. Uh, oh, look it up. Patty Lapone's in it. Oh. Uh, she she does one of the roles or what do you, I don't know, musical theater terms that well. Okay, okay. It's called Come Something. <laughs> With Patty LaPone. I'll look it up later. Okay. Or, or we'll find out. But uh, yes, a classic, classic sailor. You got to serve sailor when you're on a cruise. Um, she looks great too. Her, she has a, a beautiful body. She's and she's really, you know, kind of having a great time. The nail is good. It's kind of like a, like a pearlized cor- coral almost yeah. maybe. Yeah. And in this scene, she kind of admonishes or she kind of reprimands and sets sets the ground for uh, her grandson. She she walks up to both her grandson and her grandson's little puppy love girlfriend and right. was like, if you two don't put your heads together and stop making my time on this cruise miserable, then something bad will happen. Yeah, but, she's just like, I hate you, you kids. Confess <laughs> your love to each other. And then she, you know, dips a, a raw chicken nuggie into her beer soup and eats it. Mm-hmm. A baby chick. And wearing a powerful sailor suit to to support that dialogue makes sense. So it's a, it's almost, a clink. Sure. I almost feel like the squawky scene was a waste of this outfit, but it's amazing because she's just hanging out in that. Totally. Well, I clink my clam chowder liquor cocktail to We you. stan our, our clam, clam chowder cocktail queen. spirits queen, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, we have a Julie, one of Julie's second evening evening time looks. I liked this. Yeah, I liked this one a lot. I liked the structure of it. I liked the fun beating. It's, you know, it's a good moment. I wish the beating went down more, though. I, I'm, I'm left a little bit... I think I would almost like it if there was no beating or more beating. Oh, I see what you mean, though. I like the tie around the neck. I just got a dress like that. At our from our friends at Pun X Vintage. Fabulous! It would be cool if it went down 
longer. This picture image doesn't show so much. We do get a little back peek and then the crop. Yes, there's you know, a the back crop. cutout, which yeah, is very pretty. But I don't know. I what do you what do you do? What is your verb? <clears throat> I mean, I love the color, so to clink it I don't know and she's not doing the capelet and that was my really that was my gripe with her is that she does the capelet every single dinner scene. she's giving versatility she's giving <sighs> something else she's giving a different silhouette I have to think it okay, okay. I just can't stop thinking is this now. the first time we disagree I don't know I'm sure I I don't know either in general or on the segment <laughs> <laughs> yeah in general <laughs> uh, I just can't stop imagining it without the beading now and I think I'd like it much more yeah. More, I like it with more, but hey, I like the color too. But for me, it's a sink. Fair. Um, oh, and that was our last. Yay! Little girly. She, oh, uh, Miss Julie. Miss Julie had a lot of looks this episode. Miss Julie actually had an arc. She did, and she also deserved a time, you know, a spotlight in the episode. I mean, that's kind of a fun roulette spinning of the wheel. Each episode, we'll see. Oh, is one of the core crew, one of the core cast going to get a little moment in this episode and, and Julie she hurt it landed on her this, this episode it's a Julie episode and I enjoyed it I think she's fun I think we're setting up kind of like a, you're supposed to be rooting for her she's she's sprightly she's the sprightly one you know so you know she's gonna have a few weird little Casanovas and this was maybe the first of those absolutely yeah a very fiery episode a very kind of sexually charged episode if you will um, steamy affairs. Steamboat. Steamy affairs on the steamboat. Steam- it's not a steamboat, but yeah. well, you have inspired me or rather taught me about alternative sources how, of energy. How patrons are, are synergized into coal on the steamboat due to a clause they didn't realize that they approved of when they signed. Well, you know, that was the way the cookie crumbled back then. Yeah. Yeah. They were not reading those terms and conditions yeah, they before didn't. they clicked on their iPhones. Right. Because they did not have them. And they hadn't unionized uh, guests on cruise boats yet. That's so an interesting So we were allowed to just be turned into fuel. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, a fun episode. You know, let's see what else. I, I'm talking about the show, The Love Boat, but also a fun episode. of. What if every episode at the end of our podcast? Well, like, that oh. was a fun episode. <laughs> we just did it was no i i like that i love self-reference like why 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 wait to finish something to start talking about it absolutely um excited to keep potting with you i'm so Um, excited to keep potting with you darling and with y'all yes if you liked potting with us as well make sure to follow us online on instagram at talkship get hip i think that's our you're all it's yeah, on the screen where yeah and it's also in the bio of this wherever you're listening um make sure to be sending us questions we're we're in our Please we're compiling right now yes we, we're, we're archiving well we're not archiving yet we're, we're setting the grounds to archive we want to hear from you we want to interact with y'all we want to hear about your love quandaries we want to give advice that I'm sure you'll follow earnestly and be super glad that you did afterward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Make sure to, you know, we, we can maintain confidentiality. We can change. Yeah. Uh, you don't names. have to put your names. You no. can just be like, maybe put your pronouns so that we, we yeah, can at least pronouns are good. Gender you correctly or you know, how you want to be gendered on this podcast. Um, 
Yeah, just stay in tune with us. We're making moves. We're moving. Are we? At a... I don't want to, you know, at a icebergian pace. No, we're moving actually really quickly. This is the fourth episode. Fourth episode. Yeah. Thank you for being with us on this journey so far. We really appreciate you. Yeah. Well, until next time, our dear Talk Ship Get Hip listeners and viewers and watchers. And until next time, my sister, I'll see you. See you later. See you next time, next week, two hours from now in TV land. Okay. Bye. Bye.